somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. And uh, I got a lot of feedback uh, from yesterday's show. And we were talking, you know, about COVID, losing on purpose. And, you know, today uh, they came out with a, a new Associated Press article uh, that was featured on um, Fox and Friends. Uh, but also just, you know, it, it just came out. And it says, before pullout, Watchdog warned of Afghan Air Force co- collapse. So months before President Joe Biden announced the U.S. U.S.'s complete withdrawal from Afghanistan last year, Washington's Watchdog warned that the Afghan Air Force would collapse without critical American aid, training, and maintenance. And of course, we all know that you don't pull out your troops until um, without air cover. You don't you don't withdraw until everything is secure. You know, so basically, why why uh, disassemble Bagram Air Force Base was the main air force base, right? We knew that they were doing things backwards; that they should have done them in a certain per, per, certain order. Get all the diplomats, get all the non-military assets, get all the secrets, get all the assets, the billions of dollars worth of assets, blow them up, take them out, whatever. But then leave your military in until the very end. But for political reasons and for other reasons, and it's the other reasons that, you know, I think is, is a real problem. Sinister reasons. Refugee reasons, importing vote reasons, losing on purpose reasons. And we talked about that yesterday. About losing to COVID is their strategy. Losing on the border is their strategy. Losing in Syria and in Afghanistan is their strategy. Losing to ISIS 
was another strategy that they put out there. Losing to create a crisis. The crisis is the strategy. The crisis gets them all kinds of goodies. The first goodie it gets them is it gets them the Emergency Act. So they could cl- declare a state of emergency and then they can do anything they want under that emergency. The, the governors in left-wing states exploited COVID to gain election freedoms, to cheat. And they did that through emergencies. They're getting ballot harvesting and mail-in voting through the state of emergency, circumventing the conservative legislatures until they can rig the elections and get themselves a liberal legislature. They're opening the borders to import voters. And it's not just those people that are going to come across the... uh, And they're advocating for illegals to vote. Because that's just another little wrinkle in their problem, in their plan. That they're advocating for that. And we're going to hear Jim Jordan speak in a little bit. But I believe that they're losing this on purpose. Hitler, how did he get... How, what was his vision? What was Hitler's vision? Blonde hair, blue eyes? Get rid of the Jews? How did he do that? How did he do it? He got rid of it by killing them. By genocide. How do you get rid of the weak in society? The same way you filter out the water through your peas when you're cooking. You use a strainer. And that strainer is a pandemic. And only the strong survive. The strong and healthy, without four comorbidities, die. Remember, the biggest numbers are starting to come out. They got this down to a science, folks. Remember, they said... 75% of those who were declared dead from COVID had at least four comorbidities. We learned that last week. We just reported it last week. It came out from the CDC. Four comorbidities. 75% of the death count was four comorbidities. Four. Only Only the weak die. Get rid of the burden. Remember I talked about Italy. I said, it's interesting, but a lot of their elderly populations dying from this COVID. Huh. What does that do? That helps out their government's socialized medicine, doesn't it? It helps out their medicine. It helps out their resources. It helps out their budget. You know, all these people who work their whole lives And they were depending on their Social Security. They didn't know they were going to be killed off because of this pandemic that kills out off older people with comorbidities, diabetes, obesity. It's the survival of the fittest. It almost sounds to me like blonde hair, blue eyes, and the Aryan race is superior, according to Hitler. Hitler wanted only a dominant gene. He saw that vision. 
And Hitler was a socialist. And what do we see rearing its ugly head once again globally? Socialism. Globalism sucks because it's a socialist endeavor. And the same people that were behind the ancestry of the Hitlers, the ancestry, they think they learned something. They think they're smart. But they can't help themselves because they got that genetic gene that says they're radically left and radically left-wing thinkers are intolerant. Have you ever had an argument or a debate or a discussion with a liberal and they right away they quit? They quit on you? Oh, I don't know. I'm not that informed. I don't know. I, I just know I don't like Trump. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. I could count on one hand, literally one hand, where I was talking to an adversary or a liberal or you know a Democrat that actually would have a meaningful discussion with me without quitting or without calling me a name or without getting nasty. Or without, you know, just basically spoiling the whole thing by calling me a racist or, you know, some ridiculous statement. And so it's those people, you know, the intolerant. And frankly, you know, it's it's also a problem when we have an alt-right wing of the party that's intolerant as well. We need to unite around our leader, that's Donald Trump. And, uh, but this is, this is uh, by design. They're trying to kill you. It's the only way I can explain, you know, what Dana White said this weekend, and we talked about this yesterday. Dana White was saying that as soon as he came out and said and told people what he did, he listened to Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan and Dana White, both from the UFC, both Smash Mouth. You know, we can't play their clips because there's too much cursing, but they came out and they said, yeah, monoclonal antibodies. So, you know, I, I, I reported this Friday of last week, I think it was. And that is, I, I got this note from my insurance. And they said, on January 15th, which was, I guess, Saturday, um, they said, uh, they said uh, you can go to the store and buy over-the-counter rapid tests, COVID tests. And I said, great. You can get up to eight per month is what they said. And then I called the insurance company, my health insurance company. I called them. And they said, you know, yeah, we do that. So it's, it was written right there. There's a, there's a form that you can, you can get. Uh, the form, I want to look it up right now. The form is a form. It's a document form. And uh, it is COVID-19 over-the-counter test kit claim form. And does it have a number? Um uh, Looks like an IRS form, though. 
You know, it, it, it's basically just a real standard form. And the, the name of the form is COVID-19 Over-the-Counter Test Kit Claim Form. All right? <clears throat> and so what's what's good about that is you're at home and say you're getting on a plane and they want you to either have a vaccine or a test. You got the test. If you're traveling somewhere, you could do that. If you get the sniffles and you just want to make sure you don't have COVID, you, you uh, could take that rapid test. It's good to have. And I recommend it. I recommend testing, right? So that would be great. And the key to success, in my opinion, and according to Joe Rogan and according to Dana White, is don't wait. Don't do the, what the government says. The government says, wait until you're symptomatic, wait until you're sick, and then call your doctor. No. What you have to do is you have to get it early. So these rapid tests are good. Get them. Have them on the ready. And if you feel the slightest symptom, the slightest sniffle, test yourself. And as soon as you test positive, whether you're symptomatic or asymptomatic, it doesn't matter. You pound the zinc, you pound the um, vitamin D. You should be doing that anyway, zinc and vitamin D, preemptively. You should be doing that every day. And then and then with regard to monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin, which would be two remedies right there, and hydroxychloroquine is still effective. It was it saved many lives. You gotta ask yourself why the government is rationing monoclonal antibodies and why the government is now rationing ivermectin and why the media was trying to say it's a horse tranquilizer or horse dewormer. It's a veterinarian drug. And, you know, like I say, Joe Rogan called out Gupta from CNN. Why did you lie about that, he asked. And Gupta didn't have an answer. Of course, we know what it is. It's the cabal is trying to gain control. They want to lose to COVID. You could beat COVID in two seconds, but they want to use their drugs. They don't want to use these drugs that have been around, that millions of people have taken, that the person who uh, invented ivermectin won a, a Nobel Peace Prize or something like that for his discovery of this great anti-malaria drug or hydroxychloroquine's lupus drug. So, the, the the thing is, it's one of these things where it saves lives, yet they don't want you to have it. They don't want you to have it because it would probably, uh, I think if people were to take it, and it's so readily available, it's made by every pharmaceutical plant in the world, India being one of the chief places for pharmaceutical plants, and... Uh, you know, it would just make this, render this pandemic useless. I actually think that Fauci failed, or I think that the cabal failed, the Bill Gates of the word failed in their achievement. I think they wanted to kill more people, not less. I think, I don't think this, this was as effective. That's why we were talking about Trump yesterday 
and how he said, be proud of what we've done. We saved hundreds of millions, of hundreds of uh, thousands, if not millions of lives, tens of millions of lives worldwide with his response because he wasn't part of the globalist cabal. But this globalist cabal has a history. It has a history of genocide. Look at all the different um, wars that they've had in the Balkans and in, in, in uh, Germany, you know, and the atrocities that have gone on in Europe. They have a style and a brand of genocide that bears no match. And I believe these globalists are sick this way. It's, it's exactly why they're losing on purpose on the border because they want to change the demographics, they want to import the votes, and they want to import slave labor markets. Shame on the Golden State Warriors owner for saying he doesn't care about, nobody cares about the Uyghurs. Of course they do. He said that to bow to China. And Cantor Freedom, the guy that just got his U.S. citizenship that plays for the Boston Celtics, basically came out and said, shame on the Warriors owner. The NBA needs to do a lot better. But, yeah, they open the borders and they lose on purpose. They're losing to COVID on purpose. And again, Dana White said, as soon as I came out with this and as soon as I touted Joe Rogan, guess what? And Joe Rogan's numbers are better than CNN's. He gets like 11 million people listening to his podcast. Bigger than CNN. CNN's down to like 600,000. In prime time, they don't have a megaphone or a voice anymore. Nobody cares what they have to say. And they don't have the muscle anymore. And neither does big tech. Neither does big tech. So, you know, you got the uh, Trump media, the truth media, coming out February 21st. Everybody's going to be on it because Trump's going to be on it. You got Getter. Scott Adams show on Getter. Follow me. I just start. I I just started using it. I it has a Getter has a really nice feel about it. It feels a lot like Twitter. I like Twitter, um, but I can't stand their management. Right? They censor everything. Facebook censors everything. So Getter is a good one. That's a platform I think I'm going to probably push. And uh, and then of course the Truth Media. The truth media, uh, the Trump's new, uh, when you go to get the app uh, for the truth uh, media, uh, basically it says coming soon. And you could download the app, uh, but it's not going to be active until February 21st. So we got to wait. But Trump will be on that, and that will be Trump's megaphone. But We're losing on the border. We're losing in Afghanistan. And think about it. When Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste, they said, huh, we could do one better. We could actually create the crisis, create the chaos, create the scramble, create the confusion, and hope that things work out okay. And sure enough, that's the kind of thing that's been done too often. Too often it's being done. We're losing these on purpose. And these sinister people are killing off people. It's survival of the fittest. And the elderly are dying. 
with four comorbidities. The globalist government saying, who wants them? They're just an expense. They're worthless and weak. We don't need them. We should kill them. And that they did. This COVID has killed the weak with four comorbidities. And they hid those numbers until last week. We learned that the CDC was asked these questions and they had to answer it. 75% of the deaths were associated with four comorbidities, obesity, and age. And the benefactors are the governments with the socialized medicine and the entitlement programs like Social Security, which is an entitlement. You're entitled to it. And if you, if you uh, remember what Rahm Emanuel's brother said, these Emanuel's must be sick. And they were the chiefs of staff for the Obamas. Naturally, it always involves the Obamas, right? Race baiting, race hustling, you know, the whole ball of wax. But they, uh, Zeke Emanuel said, and he was going to be the head of the C, uh, the FDA. And I don't know why he isn't yet, but he still might. The head of the FDA said he doesn't think people should live past 75. <clears throat> what was that about? That statement is insane. But he said it. No, they lost to uh, they lost in Afghanistan on purpose. They created a crisis, resulting in a refugee program. They're all now in Wisconsin, and probably going to turn that state blue again. Thanks to this crisis, the Democrats always seem to be at the hand of a crisis, and the media covers for them, and somehow the rigged elections also get them in power. It's exactly what tyrannical governments, how they start and how they grow. You can't have this much bad news and get reelected in a democracy, in a republic like the United States, which is like federalism, power to the states, decentralized power. You can't do it unless you rig it. And we got to get on top of that big time. The problem is, I think that a lot of people that were involved in the initial investigation of and the audits, you know, they got paid a lot of money. They received a lot of donations from the Patriots. And then in comes people like Mark Elias and the Brookings Institution and, uh, you know, and a whole host of others from the left with their power money. Because they're controlled by people like China. Well, countries like China, they're controlled by, uh, and all the money that China has. They're controlled by people like Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, uh, the former owner of Twitter, Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, uh, Google. All the money that's associated with YouTube, all those big dollar people. All the big Silicon Valley money went into rigging the system, paying people off. So if, uh, you know, the auditor in Arizona 
gets $8 million legitimately to do their job, and then someone at the end says, I'll pay you $10 million to actually water it down, then they just made $18 million. Eight to do the good job, and 10 more to keep it hush. That's hush money. Now they've just doubled their money, $18 million to sell out. And don't think it didn't happen. It happens all the time. Mr. Smith goes to Washington by foot. Mr. Smith goes to Washington with a good idea and a song with good intentions. And then all of a sudden, he's told how he can make money to do the right thing. And that might result in a couple of million dollars in his coffers. They always start a foundation or some nonprofit organization, slush fund. And now Ocasio-Cortez is making $20 million in donations, small donor donations, $200 or less. How is she pulling that off? In her little district where she wins by 7,000 votes. Or she might get 15,000 votes. Think about how much money that is per vote. But she does it because she's now on the fringe. Like I said, the squad put themselves in a really sweet spot because they they the uh, disparity of the House and the the House Democrats and the House Republicans is so tight that they only needed about seven people to make a difference and swing every single vote on every single issue, and they became power brokers, saying, "If you want our vote, you're going to have to buy it." And they stuck together like a little union pack. And they got a lot of money. And again, you know, it's good intentions. I'm sure Ocasio-Cortez one day had good intentions. Maybe. I don't know. She's crazy as a loon. But all of a sudden, they sell out. They get $10 million just for turning the other way and closing their eyes. Not even committing a foul. Just not seeing it. Or ignoring it. You know, just look the other way. Don't vote. Vote not present. So I got a lot of heat yesterday. And not a lot of heat. A lot of good uh, responses too. Um, Probably going to explore a message I received on Twitter once I... uh, Prepare. I got a long message from somebody who corrected me on the TED Talk. And he was right. He said, um, he said this. He said, basically, um, by the way, even though Gates is a criminal, you have misquoted his TED Talk. He said that uh, they could reduce the world's projected growth to 9 billion by 2050 by 10% to 15% with health care and vaccines. Can you do the math? And he was being kind of mean to me. He's like, what is 10% of 1.5 billion? It's 150 million. He didn't say 10% of 9 billion as you claimed, blah, blah, blah. So he's right. He's right. I stand corrected on that one. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a listen to that Bill Gates quote just to make sure that we get it right. It's it wasn't reducing the world's population from nine billion to six and a half billion like I had misquoted. 
It's reduced. He expects the population to go up to 9%. But in this clip, this is going to be the longer version of the clip. Um, <clears throat> like I said yesterday, this is, I think this is, I think that part of the motivating factor is that this is about climate initiatives. Remember, Jane Goodall, this elderly woman now, but she was like born free and safari woman. Um, she was talking about the problems associated with the world population. And, you know, there probably is, are, are, there probably are issues about the world population. I don't, but you don't kill people. But I think that the radical left has gotten so bent out of shape over police brutality that doesn't exist or climate change. They start to believe their own lies. And I think that at some point, the problem is that they, they just lose their minds over it. And, uh, they would they would rather see they would rather see uh, you die off and save the uh, climate you know save the earth you know I was talking to somebody yesterday <clears throat> and I had a good long call with uh, MG Show in the Matrix yesterday as well they're back uh, they were traveling and you know so we didn't have a show file for them but in any case. They're they're definitely back, and we had a good long call. But you take like Joe, uh, you take like uh, I was I went off on a tangent, right? And I was talking about O.J. Simpson and the murdering of Nicole Brown Simpson and and the murder of um, Gold, Gold, Goldman and uh, Ron Goldman. Those two people he stabbed to death, and in walks Johnny Cochran, and he prances out Mark Furman. And Mark Furman becomes this like racial cop. And then it's like police brutality or police corruption and racism. And somehow racism and police corruption trumped trumped the murder, the beheading of a man's wife and mother of his children and the stabbing to death of an innocent bystander, Ron Goldman. And somehow the left rationalizes this as justice was done and that black people were actually cheering in the streets when that result happened, not thinking about the death of these people. The same thing is true when you talk about criminal justice reform and these DAs that are bought off by Soros to turn a blind, you know, turn the other way. Greg Gutfeld had a really excellent piece that we're hopefully going to play today if we don't run out of time. But um, it's just one of these things where it's like we, we've gotten it backwards, folks, that we're rewarding the criminals and we're, we're skewing. We're not, we're not even seeing straight. There is not systematic racism or systematic police corruption or systematic police brutality. Yet somehow... Johnny Cochran was able to get half the country into cheering about a man who gets off killing his wife and friend. And it's crazy. And we've just lost our minds in terms of what is real and what is not real. And it's this gaslighting media and this spinning 
of these narratives. We, we got genocide going on right before our eyes, and the people committing the genocide are being touted as, you know, heroes. Like when you hear Nicole Wallace from MSNBC talking about Fauci and how she's part of the Fauci fan club. Fauci ought to be brought up on, on crimes against humanity for his ignorance and stupidity and cover-up. But to right the wrong from my mistake yesterday about we're going to listen to Bill Gates, but he does bring up climate when he talks about population control. Today about energy and climate. And that might seem a bit surprising because my full-time work at the foundation is mostly about vaccines and seeds, about the things that we need to invent and deliver to help the poorest two billion live better lives. We need to meet a new constraint, and that constraint has to do with CO2. CO2 is warming the planet, and the equation on CO2 is actually a, a very straightforward one. If you sum up the CO2 that gets emitted, that leads to a temperature increase. And that temperature increase leads to some very negative effects. And so that's, that's a big challenge. It's very different than saying, you know, we're a 12-foot-high truck trying to get under a 10-foot bridge and we can just sort of squeeze under. This is something that has to get to zero. Now, we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, and so, let's of course, take that's got to be people. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. So they're going to repeat that. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. So reproductive services, abortions. His father was the president of Planned Parenthood. Um, socialized medicine and new vaccines. I think they got the new vaccines covered, don't they? To reduce the population. If we really do a great job on new vaccines, healthcare, we could lower the, that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on 
new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Pretty crazy stuff, right? It's, 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 uh, it's just incredible. We are going to uh, go ahead and take a caller. Uh, this person called in yesterday is why I'm taking it today. Uh, but just uh, hang on. Um, all right, caller, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning. Um, yeah. I, okay. So, what was this 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 um, message that you got? Were they saying that he wasn't? Uh, are they saying that it, what he said wasn't as bad as you were portraying it to be? Because he was only saying lowering the ten percent no, of the no, increase. No, no, no. I had it. I had it. Uh, I I misquoted in saying that they wanted to reduce the population from 9 billion to 6.5 billion. Uh, I misquoted it. It was 10% yeah, well, to 15%. You, you, misquoted, you misquoted because it's actually zero is what they want to reduce the population to. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm well, looking at 10 to 15% twice. from 9 billion. No, no, but you're only taking that one part. But before he even got there, he said twice already that we have to get something down to zero. When he first did the, when he did the equation, he said one right. of these has to get that, down close to zero. Okay, that was population. That wasn't population growth. That was population. Right. And right. he said one of these has to get pretty close to zero. Yeah, that's right. Because he says basic algebra. Anytime you throw a zero in there, it makes everything zero. Yeah. So, so if you do zero with population, increase. If you do zero with population, it's zero. Then it becomes zero services zero resources and all the other things are a part of that equation. Yeah. And what about, uh, I'm sorry. So he wants to reduce the growth of population with vaccines and better health care. And uh, well, how, how does that work? Because from my understanding or the way they've told me is these things are supposed to save lives. Yeah. But now, so but how do you, you decrease well, population? You know, you, you know what the answer is, don't you? You know that. Right, death well, panels. Well, it sounds like the person that sent you that note is ignoring that answer. Yeah, no, I, I, the person that sent me the note is, uh, uh, you know, an avid listener and uh, sends rather antagonistic notes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, what can I say? Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with this video. I, I actually have it on my phone and i show it to people all the time and it blows their minds yep yeah it's it's a <laughs> it's a scary yeah. thought but see the same people that are behind climate change and that, that are behind the vaccines and they're behind the you know the other aspect of this is the social credit score systems already we're seeing you know um all these different banks now you know like mike lindell's bank minnesota bank doesn't like his politics um, you got Ezra Levant, Levine or Ezra Levant that uh, from Rebel News that uh, his Royal Canadian Bank uh, didn't give him a mortgage because of his politics, and we're starting to see this pop up everywhere now. Is, yeah. is the, well, you know, and if oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, and if you notice, um, what he was saying was that the 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 lowering the uh the whole uh 
the whole atmosphere of uh, of CO two, uh, eliminating CO two from the atmosphere. Okay, because I, uh, my question is, how do they differentiate between CO two from volcanoes, uh, SUVs, people, whales, gophers? Because anything that aspirates exhales CO two. I think my biggest problem is is that. You know, no one's picking on China. They're they're only picking on the United States. China has a yeah. policy that says we're what? not going to take your stinking people. Uh, China has a policy. You know, China does anything they want, and and there's a lot of countries that don't have immigration uh, needs uh, or interests like our crazy leadership that we have in the Democrat Party right now. Um, so you know they're not they're not being picked on. You know you get that little girl, uh, what's her name? You know the girl that uh, was at the UN saying, you know, you people, Greta. yeah, Greta Thornburg. Um, yeah, you know that that situation. She's not picking on China because China would just tell her to go, you know, be an ant. You know, squash her like China's an ant. Probably backing her up. Yeah, whatever. Because it's keeping the it's keeping the industrialized world that competes with China down to a certain although they're their buyers um but the thing is is that china uh according to the wef for the longest time was a developing nation you know and so they were like considered to be a developing nation uh, i don't even know how they got that status but they they were getting all kinds of unfair advantages uh the paris accord gave china uh advantages the tpp would have given china advantages uh as a developing nation and uh, China understands what they're doing. China doesn't have to pay, play ball with his green initiative until 2030 in some of these deals. Yet the United States has to do it right away because we're a developing nation. We're the number one economy in the world. Um, or we were until maybe now, yeah. you know. But uh, China is getting away with a yeah. lot. Yeah, you know, the the, the whole um, CO2 argument is just, I mean, if you really think about it, it's just absurd. You know, okay, so let's take their argument. For example, they say, oh, there's too many people producing too much CO2, but more CO2 means more plants. More plants means more food. So why uh, why is that a bad thing? And I would imagine that plants would also create more rain, you know, water. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because it, it sends off things into the atmosphere. I'm not a I'm not a botanist, so I, mm -hmm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I this isn't the, isn't the rainforest like full of minerals and enrichment, and it's got a lot of CO two. The rainforest. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, hey, thanks a lot. We got a lot of uh, things we got to do today on the show. And uh, all right, all right, but take care. Thanks for taking my call. All right, bye, bye bye. All right. So um, <clears throat> here we go. We're gonna try to uh, get to a couple of clips now. Um, there was a couple of great clips, and I I want to play this. Um, that was the Bill Gates clip that we, we covered. Um, and the, the guy that sent me uh, that note also had a really good link to um, this Dutch member of parliament, Thierry Baudet, uh, who explained the true COVID agenda in parliament. 
And it gets to this whole globalist genocide type of thing. And um, I encourage people to go to my Twitter feed right now. It's on there. It's through BitChute. And, uh, and then there's this woman that I, w- I want to see if I can play this clip. It's a long clip, but I want to play a fraction of it. Uh, this woman's talking about the Nuremberg. And I think that at some point we're going to see some of these people that are behind this COVID ruse get brought up on charges. Let's uh, take a listen to this woman. Hopefully it's not as clear as I would like it to be as well. Let's take a listen. So 74 years ago, the Nuremberg Code came about as a result of the atrocities that occurred during the Second World War, specifically the Nazis with their genetic experiments on humans. And if you've read the Nuremberg Code, you would understand that as a result of all the countries, major players in the world signing this document, they were very clear that humans would never be forced to wear a mask, never forced to endure vaccines that weren't safe or any treatment protocol that was not safe, and certainly not a genetic experiment. Given that most people don't have a degree in molecular biology or anything along those lines, then I'd like to give you some information today. So from my perspective and working as I do, um, it concerns me greatly that one of, the, one of the precepts, not only in the Nuremberg Code, which stated very clearly we're not going to be an experiment ever again, signed off for. It also gave the people power to hunt down the Nazi war criminals. And that has also been used in other instances to go after people creating genocide in their own countries, et cetera, et cetera. So the Nuremberg Code protects us. And it seems that that's been conveniently forgotten in the process of all this, what's going on. The misinformation um, when constitutional lawyers for the government advise the government officials that they're not violating people's rights under the Charter's rights in our Constitution, but rather just pushing the boundaries. And that gives me great cause for concern. The, the Constitution, the Nuremberg, were all written to protect the people from the atrocities inflicted upon them, whether it was a government um, or other people that had the authority to do so, or in their own minds thought they had the authority to do so. So when I listen to the radio, which I have to stop listening to, it concerns me that health units are unequivocally promoting a genetic experiment. This has never been done before in the history of mankind, where a foreign substance that mimics, but it doesn't, uh, an mRNA strand that can possibly insert itself and permanently insert itself into the DNA of the human, um, that's unheard of. Uh, It's not... The, if you look at the statistics, if you look at anything that's going on, theirs is a reporting, it's a voluntary reporting center for professionals or others that want to, want to tell people that I've had an adverse reaction, whether it's to a drug or a vaccine, whatever, a treatment. Well, theirs says that only 1% of people report, and as of last month, 13,000 people in, in the United States died directly from this jab. Now, in 1972, smallpox vaccine was discontinued. Now, we all, most of us look like we're old enough to have had that vaccine, that nice little round dot you had on your shoulder. They discontinued it in 1972 for the following reason. There were some very few but serious side effects, including death associated with it, and after 26 people died of that vaccine, which had been in use for quite a number of decades, it was discontinued on the basis that 26, 26. people had died from the smallpox vaccine. Wow. So if, if VAERS is reporting 13,000 deaths directly attributable to the vaccine, and it's only 1% being reported, 
You multiply that by 100, you got 1.3 million people that have directly died as a, as a result of this vaccine. Unheard of in the history. The first thing that really triggered me when I was watching the news at the beginning of all this pandemic shit, excuse the language, is that minus 70 degrees was required for refrigeration of this particular vaccine. <laughs> uh, never in the history has anything that I'm aware of ever needed to be below minus 20. Why minus 70? Hmm. Thought about that a lot. I've experienced with um, some of the people that live off the grid and they have their own power generating and they have all these electronic panels that automatically shut down at minus 49 to protect the electronics from the extreme cold. And I was in Calgary in January, I forget how many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and I watched it all in action. So my little brain got going, I'm thinking, so what the heck is inside this particular jab? It is not a vaccine by any definition. It is not. It's foreign material. It is not a natural ex ex extract from the virus or whatever else, which even, hasn't even been identified as the cause of this, this pandemic. So when I'm looking at all this and I'm thinking, there's something wrong here. So I don't know whether I should call it the pleasure or the displeasure, but I have tested people who have been jabbed. And I can't talk about their specific details, but let's just say it has a very long-lasting effect on them in a very short period of time. So when I listen to the radio and I hear the health units going on and on about how unvaccinated people are causing the Delta variant, that's the biggest lie to date that I want to point a finger at. Vaccinated people, when you put a pressure on a system, so you take an antibiotic and give it to a bacterial infection, if you don't kill off 100% of the bacteria, they will mutate to survive. And they're very good at surviving. All right? So, I just lost my train of thought. But <laughs> so, when I'm looking at how they're promoting this as vaccinated people, they are the ones that are creating the variants. They are been exposed to a jab that is forcing them to either, it, it doesn't kill 100%. If nothing kills 100%, you're going to get variants. And they only usually mutate under a, an express application. Okay? Antibacterials, antiviruses, doesn't matter. So this is where the variants are coming from, and I would greatly appreciate the health unit to stop saying that, because it's an outright lie, and it's a coercion to get people to take it. Oh, that unvaccinated person, oh my God, I'm going to get something from them. It's all about fear and coercion. And so, since the Nuremberg Code has not been recalled, it is still in effect. And I so we're going to take a, a, a caller uh, really quick uh, to address that. A caller, you're on the air. Hello. Is this, is this, is this, am I on the air? This is Caroline Avery calling. Yes. Hi, Caroline. Hi. How are you? Am I speaking to Scott? Yes. Hello, Scott. How are you? My name is Caroline Avery, and I'm running for Congress up in the 1st Congressional District in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Okay, great. I'm running it. Yes, sir. It, it surely is. Somebody's got to do it. It's a dirty job. And... Um, and it's a tough district. It's a very tough dis district, and it takes a, a spine to do what I'm doing. This guy's uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, this rhino, who voted for the um, vaccine uh, database, which, in my opinion, is worse than a vaccine passport because that means you could just be walking around anywhere. And some Gestapo, if they put that into action, come along and say, oh, you're not in our database. You know what I mean? You're not in our database. Right, so you, right. you can't work or you can't go here. Or you can't go there. And, you know, not to mention his infrastructure bill 
and all these yeah. other things. You know, he yeah. he uh, voted to censure the president well, well, and all kind of other stuff. Yep. But um, <clears throat> yes, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm calling you. I was listening to your caller talking about the uh, vaccines and Trump, and you know, I heard you talking about um, people, you know, disassociating themselves with Trump with the vaccine and the booster and stuff. Here's the deal: the way that I see it. <clears throat> The way that I see this is, I, I, you know, I'm a world traveler, so I've been around the world, and I'm, you know, I'm six years old. I got a big life experience. And we got, me. we got, and I like, we got thirty seconds to a minute, uh, and then we're okay. out of time. So, you know, he he can't back out of this uh, Operation Warp Speed. There's no way. You know, they, you know, he put the pressure on China, and that's what he did. He was squeezing the life out of them with tariffs and stuff like that for their human rights offenses and and their other offenses, and they did this. Okay, and they boxed him in to a degree, and so he had to hurry up and do this Operation Warp Speed to get a vaccine, and um, that's what he did. You know, why? Why in the world would he back out of the vaccine? Right. You know, it, right, it wouldn't make right. any sense at all. It would be double talk. Well, Carolyn Avery, so, um, uh, what, what is your website so we can uh, check you out? It's carolineforcongress.us. That's carolineforcongress.us. Thank you for Great. letting me call Thank in you. today. All right. Take care. Okay. All thanks. right. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Well, you know, that was uh, unexpected. But um, in any case, uh, I want to say this. I want to say uh, that uh, that molecular biologist we just listened to, uh, I think, makes some very, very good points uh, on that. And... Um, the other uh, the other issue is that uh, so that you know I think that war crimes could be coming. I, there's a lot of uh, talk right now about all of this uh, about these. Uh, yeah, and we wanted to get to Jim Jordan, and we're going to get to that tomorrow. Okay, so Jim Jordan was talking about uh, Fauci's role in the cover up. Fauci paid the play. He paid this guy named Christopher Alexandra to uh, change his mind. So we got that. We got a lot of different things that are going on. And, you know, unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, but uh, tomorrow's another day. In any case, uh, I wanted to say these two things, too, real quick. We just had a, uh, someone text in that said we could see 20 million tons of CO2 in one volcano blast. That's the host of Beer, Chips, and Politics said that. And Terry from Arkansas right in says about the tests that I was talking about earlier in the show, you're assuming that the tests work. I call BS. That's a good point too, Terry. Thank you for that. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. And we'll see you all next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Stand the mounds getting steeper and grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.